Hey everybody, welcome to the X Report. I am Raven X and I am here with a very special segment for you all. Now with the lead up to the draft, we do this every year. We have our NFL draft review, we have our final mock drafts, and then a personal favorite of mine, a NFL redraft that is right Today, I am coming at you guys with a 2021 NFL redraft. Here's how it works. I go through each of the first round selections from a year ago and tell you what pick I think the teams would do if they had opportunity to do differently. Now, just a heads up, how I do it is I do not um, account for trades. Um, The reason being, I feel like knowing what we know a year from now, who's to say certain teams would trade up the way that they did. So for example, um, last year, in the third, with the third overall pick, the San Francisco 49ers had traded with Miami, got Trey Lance, blah, blah, blah. In this case, Miami keeps that pick. Um, Kansas City doesn't trade their first round pick for Orlando Brown to Baltimore, so Baltimore does not have two first round picks. You get what I'm going with this. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. But first, please be sure to check out the thexreport.net. I repeat, thexreport.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers. Previous episodes of our lovely podcast on our YouTube channel entitled The X Report. Let's go ahead and kick things off with the first overall pick and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who originally selected quarterback Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. In truth, I have them continuing quarterback uh, Trevor Lawrence as their pick. Biggest reason being, I mean, last year in Jacksonville, it was a hot mess. I don't think there's really any better way to say it between just injuries on top of injuries, kind of questionable front office decisions. And then of course, all of the Urban Meyer drama, it was really hard for the team to really get going. And even Trevor Lawrence, who you've seen so much great production out of at Clemson and his time in high school, he was did not exactly look like the same player. But I think that It was just a matter of poor personnel around him and then the shenanigans of a head coach. I mean, it's hard to really be able to focus on football and devote everything to that when you have so much of the drama going off. And when you look at Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he had some solid games. For example, week 18 against the Colts had a really good game. Uh, Week 6 against the Dolphins when they got their first win of the season. Things like that showed a lot of promise with Trevor Lawrence. And while I may not be on the bandwagon of him being a transcendent player like the how hyped up Andrew Luck and the Peyton Mannings are. I think there is a chance to be something really special sometime down the line. So I think Jacksonville rides out. Moving on to the second overall pick. Originally, the New York Jets selected quarterback Zach Wilson out of BYU. Instead, I have them taking quarterback Mac Jones out of Alabama. There were so many questions about where Mac Jones was going to go last year. As we all know, he ended up going to 15, which I'll get to a little bit later. But... In this mock, I think that he ends up going to the Jets. The Jets got the chance to see him twice a season. And I think that they're well aware that, and statistically, he was the best rookie quarterback. Um, I mean, he led all rookies with 3,800 passing yards, 22 uh, passing touchdowns. Also even earned a uh, playoff bid and a Pro Bowl nod. Yeah, the playoff run didn't go exactly how you want it. But, I mean, it's way better than anything you got from the other rookie quarterbacks. And I think that just with Mac Jones, he may not be the most exciting guy, but he doesn't really make many mistakes. A pretty clean player on and off the field. And I think with Zach Wilson, you don't get that same production. So I think New York goes this route. Moving on to the third overall pick, as I mentioned, the Miami Dolphins do not trade. So instead of quarterback Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, um, who was originally drafted by the San Francisco 49ers, I have the new pick being Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. Yes, that may seem a bit 
With a question mark, because don't get me wrong, uh, Jalen Waddle was very productive last season. I mean, but come on, Jamar Chase was an absolute star. Was fourth in the league with 1,455 receiving yards and third in receiving touchdowns with 13. I mean, you look at it, he played such a big role in helping the team make it to the Super Bowl. And while you could attribute that to his relationship with Joe Burrow, I think that going into Miami, he would even still hope unlock some things within Tua, more so than Jalen Waddle did and put up some really big numbers and maybe even get them into the playoffs. All right, let's go ahead, move on to number four, the Atlanta Falcons, who originally selected... Uh, tight end Kyle Pitts that's not happening this time instead I have them getting quarterback Justin Fields out of Ohio State I think a lot of people really assumed that the Falcons were going to go the route of quarterback um with the mindset of eh, Matt Ryan's not going to be here forever we got to start preparing for the future instead they went the Kyle Pitts route which would have been fine if they actually had other people to throw the ball to and I mean he did have a thousand yards but still not really playing a role in the team getting wins with that being said I think that they should have done a better job of preparing for the future and I think Justin Fields honestly would have done it would have benefited him to have a year sitting behind a player like Matt Ryan who has so much experience to really sit and learn from him as opposed to kind of get thrown into the fire like he was in Chicago um because I mean let's be honest Fields numbers were not exactly impressive but I think that getting the chance to sit back and learn in Atlanta who is going through a bit of a rebuild of their own right now I think that that would have been the better course Moving on to number five, the Cincinnati Bengals. With Jamar Chase off of the board, unfortunately, I think that you got to go offensive lineman. And this time I'm not going the Panay Suel route. I'm going Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern, in my opinion, and I think a lot of others too. Slater was the best offensive tackle of this draft class. And you can get him right here. I mean, with that... Yes, you lose the explosiveness of having Jamar Chase, but even still, I think that they would have done a much better job of keeping Joe Burrow upright, who was sacked 51 times a season ago, which was the most of any quarterback. Protect the protect him, and I think that they still could have made um, a run for the playoffs. All right, moving on to number six, the Miami Dolphins. With uh, originally went with Jalen Waddle, but because I had them get Jamar Chase earlier on. I have them now selecting linebacker Micah Parsons out of Penn State. You get Jamar Chase, who was the reigning offensive pl- rookie of the year. Now he'll come back, get the defensive rookie of the year. Micah Parsons was absolutely terrific as a rookie and some even made arguments that he was the best defensive player in the league a season ago I wouldn't go that far but based off what I saw from him it made me even more of a Parsons fan than I already was his versatility to either be a great linebacker or play the edge was really what helped set him apart and I think that the Dolphins really need somebody in that front to really create some damage Michael Parsons does that for them All right, moving on to the number seven overall pick. Originally, the Detroit Lions selected offensive tackle Panay Sewell out of Oregon, and I have them doing the same thing. It was not exactly the prettiest start for Sewell, but as he began to get his footing, he proved to be a great addition to the line, a Detroit offensive line that honestly is a lot better than people give them credit for. I think that his ability to help keep the run game going as well as Jared Goff afloat and on his feet. I think that's going to end up paying off really big come seasons down the line because you look at how healthy he has been able to be and Taylor Decker on the opposite side and then Frank Ragnar in the middle of that line. This offensive line has potential to really help do some damage, especially once the Lions get a quarterback worth a damn. 
All right, eighth overall pick, the Carolina Panthers originally selected cornerback J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. I have them going the quarterback route, taking Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. We got a pretty small sample size from Trey Lance. He only played in six games, only started a couple of those. But um, I think that we were able to really see his explosiveness and just that he has a lot more promise to him than we got out of Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold started the season well those first three games, and after that, he was pretty much Sam Donald, the one we got used to seeing. Um, now, don't get me wrong. When healthy, J.C. Horn was a solid piece, but their quarterback group needed a lot more than their cornerbacks did, especially with other moves that they made, as we all know, getting Stephon Gilmore, trading for C.J. Henderson. Quarterback definitely was the biggest need for this team, and I think that in having Trey Lance, they would have done much better than their 5-12 and record. Moving on to number nine, the Denver Broncos selected cornerback Patrick Sertan, the second out of Alabama, and I have them keeping that same pick. We talked so much about how great Micah Parsons was, which is fair. He was amazing, but Patrick Sertan was another terrific rookie, and I think that he's going to be keep being great for years to come. Clearly, the Denver's number one cornerback, and I think that especially as they add more pieces around him, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I mean, plus it doesn't hurt that because now they have Russell Wilson, it kind of takes away the need for a quarterback. So a great game plan for the front office of the Broncos. Moving on to the 10th overall pick, the Dallas Cowboys, as we all know, um, traded their pick to the Philadelphia Eagles, who selected Devontae Smith. Instead, they stand pack and they select center Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma, another terrific offensive lineman. Um, Creed Humphrey came in as early as week one and was a star for this Chiefs offensive line. I mean, and let's be honest, we're so used to seeing the Cowboys offensive line play great, but due to injuries and some retirements and now trades, it has not looked like the same unit, especially looking at Travis Frederick's untimely retirement. It's been a big blow. So why not bring in a cat like Creed Humphrey, who we saw, like I said, in Kansas City play well, put him on the center of that offensive line. I think that he would really be able to do some damage, especially because other great defensive players like Pat Sartan and Michael Parsons are already off the board. I right, move on to number 11. The New York Giants originally traded this pick to Chicago who had originally selected quarterback Justin Fields. But instead, I have the New York Giants standing pat, and this is where I see wide receiver Jalen Waddle going. As I mentioned, he had a really good rookie season as well. Um, he was eighth in the league in receptions with 104, which broke the rookie receiving record. So congratulations to him. And it was clear that the Giants needed another wide receiver. They needed somebody else on the outside who could really do some damage. As we all know, later on in the draft, they selected Kadarius Toney, who was very solid when he was actually on the field. But in Jalen Waddle, you get a much more consistent product, somebody who's going to be able to handle a lot of the targets. And just imagine what they would be able to see with him out there as long, as well as Kenny Galladay and uh, Sterling Shepard, other guys who we've known to make some big plays, even if not so much this past year. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the 12th overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles who, as I mentioned, had traded up to select Devontae Smith, um, where the Cowboys selected Micah Parsons here at 12, which, as we all know, really feels like a steal. Um, at this new pick, they do what they originally did, and they bring in Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. 
Um, hey, the Eagles still get their man. What more can you really ask for? He was the team's leading wide receiver with 916 receiving yards and five receiving touchdowns. While that may not blow you away, such as the numbers from Jalen Waddle or Jamar Chase, it's still pretty impressive for what he got, especially because, let's be honest, there's not many other options in Philly to throw the ball to. I think that his uh, him already having chemistry with Jalen Hurts makes it easy to want to bring him back. And I think that over the course of the next few years, he has continued has potential to continue to grow and be a really productive guy. All right, 13th overall pick, the Los Angeles Chargers. Their original pick, offensive tackle Rashawn Slater, is off of the board, which means they have to go in a different direction. And I see that being tight end Kyle Pitts out of Florida. Um, of course, losing Rashawn Slater would hurt because, I mean, he was arguably their best offensive lineman. However, they still get the chance to get a transcendent tight end option. While, as I mentioned earlier, Kyle Pitts was not exactly the most impactful during his time in Atlanta just because, I mean, Atlanta really wasn't playing for anything. The Chargers, on the other hand, have a chance to be a perennial playoff team. And if you put Kyle Pitts on this offense, there is no telling the damage that he could do. As we all know, led the Falcons with over 1,000 receiving yards, and there he had no other targets. So just imagine how much more damage he could do around the likes of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Uh, the defense would struggle weekly going up against the Chargers offense because you just don't know who you'll be trying to stop. All right, number 14th overall. The Minnesota Vikings originally traded this pick um, to the New York Jets who selected offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. But instead, I have the Vikings taking outside linebacker Jalen Phillips out of the University of Miami, aka the U. Getting an offensive lineman here would make some sense, but let's be honest, they need to bolster their pass rush. Aside from Daniil Hunter, who we know is terrific, he's been a bit injury prone, so the Vikings have lacked a true difference maker within their defensive line. That'll be able to change when you get a guy like Jalen Phillips. He had eight and a half sacks a season ago, which ranked second among rookies and would have actually led the Vikings all season. Uh, the future pairing of him and Hunter would be something remarkable and something to see. 15th overall pick, the New England Patriots originally selected quarterback Mac Jones out of Alabama this time around. I've been getting another quarterback, quarter um, Zach Wilson out of BYU, so essentially just switching draft placements. Um, no, he did not have the year that you got out of um, Mac Jones, but it was still pretty good, I guess, considering not having many weapons. I feel like playing against... Uh, against the Patriots, I think that they got a good idea of him. He wasn't great against them, but, you know, he was capable enough. Either way, you look at the Patriots wide I mean, quarterback group and you recognize they have to bring somebody in. Maybe you don't immediately start Zach Wilson. Maybe you don't get the production you got out of Mac Jones, but I feel like this is a team that is going to be able to adapt, put you in situations to win. And, hey, who's to say they wouldn't have been able to find themselves in a wild card spot? 16th overall pick. This was a bit of a questionable one from the jump. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals originally taking linebacker Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa. With their new pick, I have them getting cornerback J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. Three games from J.C. Horn was almost was almost more respectable than what Zayvon Collins was able to do in 17 games. But to be fair, he had a lot of bodies in front of him, which also played a role in why people were shocked that he was the selection in the first place. You look in, look at the uh, Cardinals secondary, and you could tell they needed an outside corner, somebody else who could do some damage. And J.C. Horn could have provided that for them. 
Next up, speaking of questionable picks, number 17th overall, the Las Vegas Raiders selected offensive tackle Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. In this redraft, I think they go the route of wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown out of USC. It's too early to call Alex Leatherwood a bust, but, I mean, he had 14 penalties and allowed eight sacks. That's pretty hard to watch regardless of where a player is drafted. And plus, we look at the state of the wide receiver core, like, we know what happened with Henry Ruggs, which was a terrible tragedy. Then you factor in other wide receivers, Brian Edwards, somebody who's never really been able to come into their own. We saw Hunter Renfro really start to shine. But other than that, their wide receivers left much to be desired. I think you put Amon Rob St. Brown in that situation, and you get a very different outcome. We saw the Raiders end up making it to the playoffs, which was a bit of a shock for a lot of people, especially coming down the stretch. But you put St. Brown in that situation, I think that this Raiders defense leaves a lot less, I mean, offense leaves a lot less doubt about how far they can really go. All right, 18th overall, the Miami Dolphins back on the clock. Their original pick outside linebacker Jalen Phillips is off the board. And instead, they do get an Alabama reunion, bringing in running back Najee Harris out of Alabama to play with former quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, the Dolphins the Dolphins run game was hard to watch. It was a revolving door of guys who were below average at best, but they were all they had. You bring in Najee Harris, who undisputedly was the best rookie running back from a season ago, and you have a remade Dolphins um, offense. I mean, look, you get him, you get Jamar Chase. Those are two guys I would not be mad to build my offense around. Um and then you look at what he did with the Steelers, Harris meaning. Um, he was second in the league with rushing attempts with 307. Then uh, was fourth in the league with 1,200 rushing yards and did not have any fumbles. You always got to respect a guy who doesn't turn the ball over. I think that in Miami, he his low would have been lessened. He wouldn't have as many rushing attempts. But he could possibly even be more effective just because I feel like they would have found more creative ways to use him in that offense. All right, 19th overall pick, the Washington football team, originally selected linebacker Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. This time around, I have them getting safety Javon Holland out of Oregon. I know that safety is not exactly a position that people – appreciate as much anymore and I mean I can understand that but me personally I love a good safety and Javon Holland in my opinion was one of the most fun young safeties to watch um he was great in all facets for the Dolphins whether that be in pass coverage blitzing he even showed ability to do that was a standout tackler I mean it was pretty fun to watch him minus his game against Baltimore that Thursday night football game that honestly couldn't have pissed me off any more than actually did. Washington definitely could have used somebody on the back end, especially as their defensive line was not creating as many pressures as they had a season ago. And then this would have allowed them an opportunity to move Landon Collins full-time into a linebacker role where he could have really continued to do some damage, which a role I think he's going to eventually have to take on full-time. But, you know, it's just a redraft. Unfortunately, I can't pick everything. Next up, 20th overall pick, the Chicago Bears. This was originally uh, where Kadarius Toney went out of Florida because he was drafted by the New York Jets. I mean, Giants, I'm sorry. But instead, this is where I see quarterback Davis Mills out of Stanford going. Davis Mills statistically was played better than Justin Fields did. So somebody could really argue that this would be an upgrade over what they already had. He was second among rookie passers, 2,600 yards and 16 touchdowns, and did so with 
a lot less talent than his counterparts. The Bears would definitely miss Fields' athleticism, but Mills was a much more proficient passer. And worst come to worst, I think that you still have the resulting record that they ended up having. So I don't see a problem with it. All right, 21st overall pick, the Indianapolis coach originally selected Kawhi Pay, defensive end out of Michigan. And I think with the opportunity to do again, they would do the same. It wasn't the sexiest rookie season by Kawhi Play, but he still was pretty solid with four sacks, especially being in a rotational role, which ranked fourth on the team. I think that giving him another year back in this defense, surrounded by great veterans such as DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard, I think that he has potential to do some real damage um, throughout his career. Next, 22nd overall. The original pick by the Tennessee Titans was cornerback Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. But this time, I have them selecting offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. When it originally took place, I loved the selection of Caleb Farley. Last season, he was my favorite cornerback coming out. But I say it all the time. I'm going to say it again. The best ability any athlete can have is availability, and he simply was not available for the Titans. So I have them going in a different direction in a position of need. Um, yes, they still need a cornerback, but let's look at that offensive line. It was pretty hard to watch. They allowed 47 sacks, which is quite a bit, especially considering that their interior line was getting moved pretty easily by opposing defenders. I think that you bring him in there, he could be an instant starter, maybe over Roger Stafford or on the other side. And now looking at it now, Roger Stafford, Stafford I'm sorry, is no longer a Tennessee Titan. So you would have had the opportunity to already have him in the fold, or you could even kick him out to right tackle. Either way, Virta Tucker's versatility would have played a lot of dividends in Tennessee. With the 23rd overall pick after trading back, the Minnesota uh, Vikings selected Christian Derrissaw. But in this mock, uh, the New York Jets get to keep their pick. And this time they have them getting wide receiver Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss, who they actually selected in the second round. The Jets' offense did leave much to be desired, but Elijah Moore was one of the rare bright spots on the team. In 11 games, he led the team with 538 receiving yards and five touchdowns. While those numbers may not blow you away, he showed a lot of potential, especially with regards to the deep ball that I think that without him on the field, they wouldn't have had. So with the chance to see more of him, I think that they would do the opp- take that opportunity again, and maybe his numbers will be even better with an upgrade at quarterback. The 24th overall pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers originally took uh, running back Najee Harris. Harris is off of the board. So this time I have them getting linebacker Nick Bolden out of Missouri. While we've got so accustomed to the Steelers being a great defense and having terrific linebackers, this past season was a bit of a disappointment, especially when it came to their run defense. When you bring in Nick Bolton, I think you don't have to worry about those same concerns. Um, Joe Schobert was not exactly effective. Devin Bush was very inconsistent. Nick Bolton, on the other hand, was a stellar player for the Kansas City Chiefs, where he led the team with 12, 112 tackles and 11 tackles for loss as a rookie. You put him in the middle of that defense along some greats such as Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. I think we're telling a very different story about the Steelers' defense. Next, with the 25th overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars originally selected running back Travis Etienne out of Clemson. This time around, I have them getting edge rusher, outside linebacker Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia. Let's be honest, when it, unless you're talking about Josh Allen, the Jaguars' pass rush was essentially non-existent. Collectively, they had only 32 sacks, which ranks some of the lowest in the NFL. Aziz Ojolari was taken in the second round by the Giants and ended up leading the team with eight sacks. 
even though not many people really expected him to have that kind of production, especially with other guys around him. However, he did and looked like one of the more exciting players on a pretty bad defense. Pairing him together with Josh Allen, I think that that would have been a very formidable duo to watch for years to come. With the 26th overall pick, the Cleveland Browns selected cornerback Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. This time around, they have the opportunity to bring back Greg Newsom, but instead I think they prioritize their second pick, which is outside linebacker Jeremiah Owuso-Karamoa out of Notre Dame. Even with Newsom still on the board, I think that the Browns will prioritize bringing back JOK, mainly because he provided such a juice to that linebacking court, whether it be with being a stout tackler, with his ability to stop the run, being all over the field with three tackles for loss, four pass deflections, just about anything you could ask for, JOK provided it for them. He was all over the field, and while Greg Newsom, like I said, was solid, I think you get a more bang for your buck with bringing back JOK because I don't think he would make it out of the first round with a do-over. At 27th overall pick, the Baltimore Ravens are in a similar spot. They can bring back their original pick of wide receiver Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. But instead, I think they go the route of outside linebacker Odafe Owe out of Penn State, who they originally took with the 31st overall pick. Another case of sometimes you just got to prioritize that edge rusher, and I think that Odafe really showed that. I mean, coming in, everybody knew that he was an athletic freak, and he was able to turn that into production in Baltimore. His five sacks were second most on the team. And he played a major role in big wins, such as, excuse me, the team's week two victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. As a Ravens fan, one of my favorite games of a pretty rough season. I mean, it's just too much to ask the Ravens to pass on because at this stage, I don't know if you can get another edge rusher who gives you what Owe did. All right, 28th overall pick. Um, the New Orleans Saints originally took defensive end Peyton Turner out of Houston. Raise a lot of eyebrows with that. I think they don't do it again. This time they go on the offensive side of the ball, taking wide receiver Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. The Saints will really benefit from the Ravens' decision and gladly pull the trigger on Bateman, who looked good in his 12 games of action. Uh, Saints wide receivers last year were pretty ineffective, especially because, as we all know, uh, Michael Thomas was not on the field. He did not play at all. That led to Marquez Calloway, Traquan Smith, Deontay Hardy getting a bulk of the targets, guys who probably would have hard times making a other teams' rosters. However, they were all that they had. I think if they would have to draft Rashad Bateman, he would instantly come in, be their number one receiver, and I think that he could have been in the conversation of one of the best rookie-wide receivers considering this situation. With the 29th overall pick, the Green Bay Packers originally selected cornerback Eric Stokes out of Georgia, who is still available, but looking at that offense, I think you have to add another receiver, hence why I'm going with wide receiver Kadarius Toney out of Florida. Devontae Adams' trade of this just a few weeks ago, notwithstanding, the Packers' offense need more of a spark at wide out. Um, when Kadarius Toney was on the field for the Giants, he and not a knucklehead, he was very explosive. He was a can't-miss product. And so because of that, I think that you put that on Green Bay and then you defenses are so focused in on guys like Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, it could really open up even more things for Kadarius Toney, who could have had a terrific season. With the 30th overall pick, the Buffalo Bills took defensive end Gregory Rousseau out of Miami, and I have them doing the same thing. I love Greg Rousseau coming out of Miami. That same love was not exactly reciprocated around the league just because he was considered such a boomer bust product, which 
is a fair assessment. When he was with Buffalo, despite being a rotational role, he still played fairly well, had four sacks. I think that his ceiling is way higher than the other edge rushers that Buffalo has as of right now, such as A.J. Epinesa and Boogie Basham, which is why I think that he still remains Buffalo's first-round pick. 31st overall, the Kansas City Chiefs get their pick back, which means, of course, they did not trade for Orlando Brown for Baltimore, who used this pick to get outside linebacker Odafe Owe, still end up getting them. Instead, I think the Chiefs that go the route of cornerback Nate Hobbs out of Illinois. Yes, they would have loved to bring in another offensive tackle, but at this stage, I don't think there's really one worth picking. And plus, looking at their secondary, it's hard to ignore how bad they were. Um, Looking at Nate Hobbs, he was one of the biggest steals of the class, originally being taken by the Raiders in the fifth round. So you're telling the Chiefs that they can... uh, add to their secondary and steal from a division rival, I think that that opportunity is just a bit too much for them to pass up. And last but certainly not least, uh, Super Bowl champions, 32nd overall pick, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, originally selected outside linebacker Joe Tryon out of Washington. They could have gone the same route, especially considering the players that they've lost this past offseason. But I think that they look back at what happened in the playoffs, particularly against the Rams and how Cooper Cup was just doing them dirty on deep routes all game long. And I think that they look to that side of the ball. And I have them getting safety Trayvon Morig out of TCU. Like I mentioned, the Bucks secondary was tested quite a bit and did a very di- did not do a good job of stopping the deep balls. Having Morig alongside Antoine Winfield will play a really big role in helping them to get better. I think it provides some upgrade over Jordan Whitehead. And I think that some of the big plays that we saw come against the Bucks would not have happened this time around but that is my 2021 nfl redraft thank you guys so much for making it this far if you did um as always please be sure to check out the export.net i repeat export.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers previous episodes of our lovely podcast and our youtube channel entitled the export once again thank you guys so much for listening being here greatly appreciate it and we'll see you all next time